It seems that we probably already read all of the verses that I wanted to read this morning. And thanks to God that we can read these verses time after time and we don't uh, get tired of them. Let's first join together in prayer that the Lord will speak to us this morning. Father, we thank you this morning that as we've already read that your word is a light to our feet and to our path. Father, I pray this morning that you would speak to us from your word, your word that is living, powerful. Give us a heart that hears. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Let's turn first to Psalms 43. Psalms 43. Psalms 43. We're going to read verses 3 and 4. Psalms 43, verses 3 and 4. Oh, send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your tabernacle. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy, and on the harp I will praise you, O God, my God. So as you know, even as we've already discussed this morning, that Hanukkah is known as the, as the holiday of lights. As uh, I've already was discussing some things with Jonathan and Luann, and so we, as we discuss together, it's not the fact that it is just a light, but it is a fire. So we need the light, we need the fire. So many times as we see, and you'll see all throughout the scriptures, when we read of the light that comes, this light is also in reference to the truth. And so those of you that don't know the story of Hanukkah, this is the time that when the Maccabees came and in and they released or they freed the temple from the Greeks, and when they came, when the Maccabees came into the temple, they cleaned the temple of all the idol and all the idol worshiping that had gone on in the temple at the time. They tried again, the Maccabeem tried again to raise up the work of God at the time. And one of the, the types of work that was needed in the temple at the time was the lighting of the menorah. And there's the story goes that they looked everywhere for the oil that was needed to light the, to light the menorah, and they found one small little jug. And this small little jug was enough for one day. It was just enough for, to light the menorah for one day. But a miracle happened. And from this one little jug, then the menorah was lit for eight days. So there was the miracle in this part. And this is why then that we light the Hanukkiah for eight days. Like I said earlier, the light is relating to the truth. So here we see in the psalm that David writes and he says, send forth your light, send forth your truth. Why does he, why does he ask for the light? Why does he ask for the truth? Why is he requesting it? Because it says here that, they will lead me, they will bring me, the light and the truth, they will bring me to your holy hill, to your tabernacle. Only through the light and the truth of God can we then arrive to the presence of God through his light and his truth. So there are many prophecies that talk about that the light would be seen in the Messiah who is to be revealed. And I want to look this morning at a few of them. We're going to look first in Isaiah chapter 42. Isaiah 42, these verses, when they are read, even among the Jewish people and among many of the rabbis, they believe and know that this is 
talking about Messiah. We don't have time to read all of the scripture verses, but we're going to read this morning Isaiah 42, verses 6 to 9. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness and will hold your hand. I will give you and keep you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the Gentiles. So the Messiah is supposed to be a light to the Gentiles, to all the people. And what will he do? Verse 7, it says, He will open blind eyes. He will bring out prisoners from the prison and from those who sit in darkness from the prison house. So the light of the Messiah is supposed to release people from prison into freedom. That is the reason for the light of the Messiah. And I'm not talking about like prisons, physical prisons that we know that are around. There are many prisoners in those prisons, and many of them would be happy if they, the prisoners would just be released just simply because of this. But here we read and we're learning about a type of prison that is a different type of prison, a prison that has been built within us. Here we read about darkness that we carry around within us. That we experience. And one of, one of the promises that the Messiah does is that he brings us out of this darkness from the prison house. In Isaiah 49, let's turn to Isaiah 49. Let's look at another prophecy that speaks about Messiah. We're going to read verses 5 and 6. Isaiah 49, 5 to 6. And now the Lord says, who formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him so that Israel is gathered to him, for I shall be glorious in the eyes of the Lord, and my God shall be my strength. Verse 6. Indeed, he says, it is too small a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved ones of Israel. I will also give you as a light to the Gentiles that you should be my salvation to the ends of the earth. So the same prophecy that we read here, he says it's an easy thing to bring Jacob, to redeem Jacob back to the Messiah. But also that the salvation would go to others outside of Israel, to all of the Gentiles, to all the people, to the ends of the earth. The Messiah came not only to redeem Israel, but to redeem all all the people and the nations. And I want to remind you this morning, there is a great big world outside. There's millions of people that need the salvation of God. Amen. Yeshua, the Messiah, he is the light to the nations. So many times, uh, Pastor Danny talks about how he hears that we, the people of Israel, are supposed to be a light to the people and to the nations. So he just wants to correct us this morning. If you've thought about this or you think about this and you think like this, we are not called to be the light to the nations. We are called through Messiah Yeshua to be a light to the nations. Through Messiah Yeshua to be a light. When the light of the Messiah is found in you and within you, then you can be a light. And I believe that we as a people of Israel, we have a calling to be a, an example to the world 
It will happen only when they realize that there is a Messiah. In Isaiah 60, we heard this earlier this morning. Why do we need the light? For what reason is the light sent or given? Why do we need the light? Because we see and realize that the darkness covers the earth. Isaiah 60, verses 1. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Verse 2 says, For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be upon you. Amen. The darkness covers the earth. And I want to tell you this morning that the darkness is in our government. From our government, the tops of our government, all the way down through the ladder to the simplest person. And God calls us at this time to shine forth our light more so at this time than ever. Mm. We are finding ourselves in times just like the prophet Isaiah spoke that we call the bad good and we call the good bad. And sometimes we call the light darkness and the darkness light. Things that in the past were forbidden, today it is now permissible. Things that were permissible in the past, now today they are forbidden. And our thinking, each of our person, our thinking of what we have and who we are, it is so far from what God has called us to do and called us to be. Our thoughts are so different. When you want to go and you try to go according to the standard that the Word of God puts forth, some people think that that's primitive. Oh, you're, you're an old thinker. You're a man from the, the old ways. You're not, you're not progressing. You're not going with the flow and what's happening now. I also think of this, of this uh, point where it says that the majority rules, that the majority is right. But if we look at the word of the Lord, we look at the word of the Lord, we see many times that most of the people, the majority of the people were wrong. They were making the wrong choices. And the small remnant that remained, they were the ones that were correct or right. God calls us to be his light, to shine forth his light in the dark world now. Mm. And when we want to bring forth that light of him into the world, our standard has to be the standard that God sets forth in his word. You cannot put your standard of what is going on with the world. That cannot be equal to what goes on in the world. You need to always put your standard, your beliefs in what is written in the word of God. Our world is dark. Amen. Amen. But we thank God that he brought us an answer and he gives us hope. Mm. Even among believers, the believing community who believe in Messiah Yeshua, our standard has gone down. And this cannot happen. We cannot compromise. We have to stay close, totally close to the word of God. This is exactly what happened before the king Antiochus came on. Many, many Jews, they started to compromise in their belief. They quit going to pray. They would go to many different games or events of the Greeks. 
different competitions, sport competitions from the Greeks. They started to go more into um, exercising their body or making their body stronger. You, you remember the story of Hercules? He was one of the Greeks, gods. Remember, he was one that had many muscles, very strong. Until that time, many people were not used to exercising their physical body. Uh, they were also not used to showing off their physical body, being without a shirt or with shorter clothes. And at the time of Hercules, this is where the, the culture came about, that you showed forth your body. And these same Jews who were supposed to be following the Torah, they tried to bring these people back, the ones that would try to go off in a different way. And some of these people that followed after the Greek culture said, oh, to the Jewish people, oh, you're, you're, you're too old. This is, you know, the world is changing. You need to go on. This cannot happen in our world, in our life. We must stay close to the word, to the Lord, to his word. In John chapter 3, we have a verse here in the New Covenant, John chapter 3, that here we read the verse that talks about the light and the darkness. John chapter 3, we'll read verse 17. John 3, 17, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Verse 19, And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. When the Messiah came into the world 2,000 years ago, he walked here in the land of Israel, he did miracles, he healed the sick, he raised the dead, others he did miracles for, he brought forth and shone forth the kingdom of God, and even at this time with all of those things going on, people rejected the light. Why? Because they loved the darkness. There is a love for the darkness. There's a love for the darkness. Pastor Danny thought about this and he said, why, why do people think like this? And why do they love the darkness? Why, why is it like this? And God showed Danny uh, a picture, uh, something that happened many years ago in his life. Before the Lord came into Pastor Danny's life, Pastor Danny liked to go out in the evenings to different nightclubs, to discos, to pubs. And, you know, in all of these places, they're always dark, these places. There's no, like, big light that goes on there. there it's always a dark uh, atmosphere uh, in the light, as far as the lights and the electricity is concerned. So Pastor Danny remembers that at those times he used to dance, disco, dance in the night. And all of a sudden, somebody turned on the main lights in the whole uh, building. And Pastor Danny, along with 200 other people, said, Hey, 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 what are you doing? Turn the lights off. And then I thought to myself, why? And then he understood. In the darkness, all of the evil, you don't see it. All the flaws. All the flaws. Like if you have a, a shirt on and there's a little spot on your shirt that's not exactly clean, you don't see that. And if maybe you have a, a, a little spot on your face, then you know it's dark. You don't see it, that little spot so well. All the flaws, all the mistakes, things like this, you don't see it so well. 
And so Pastor Danny talks about when he was a child, he used to go in the field and pull up the rocks and find all different crawling things under there. He would find different types of spiders and, and crawling insects. <laughs> and every time that he would pull the, the stone oven, what would happen to those creepy things and crawly things underneath? All of a sudden, they would all run to try and find a hidden place or a dark place. In the darkness, there's like a, a sense of false security in the darkness. People, human beings, like the darkness. There, you're not revealed. You don't see everything. There, you can hide many things. And all of a sudden, Yeshua the Messiah comes on the scene. And he brings forth a message that they've never heard up until now. Repent. Go from the wrong way, from the evil way. Return from that. Repent from that. People didn't like that. People wanted to be in the dark. It's simpler. It's safer. I don't need to change. I can just stay like this all the time. But those that come to the light... They're the ones that are willing to say, look, here's all of, here's all of my problems. Here's all the, my, fla my flaws. Here's everything that I'm lacking. Here's all my disappointments. Here's all of my failures. This is who I am. And when God finds and sees one like this, he doesn't see the, the failures. God doesn't see the failures. He doesn't see your flaws. He sees a son. He sees a child of, the God, of God. A child who wants to be close to his father. This is really one of the differing things that we see as children of God. God looks on the inside, and we as human beings, we look so much on the outward appearance. The love of God towards us is so perfect. You know, the love of God, this is what drew Pastor Danny to Messiah Yeshua. He loves us. And we don't need to be in the dark. We can come to the light. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Aside from the fact that we have the human being that wants the darkness, we also find that there is a false light. 2 Corinthians 11 verses 14 and 15. It says, and no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. Satan always tries to imitate God. He will always try every way to be like God. And here we see in this verse that Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. And many people fall into his net. And sometimes in their simplicity, they also think, oh, look, here's the truth. I found the truth. In the world that we live, there are so many different faiths. Every Monday and Thursday, there's a new faith that comes out. You can look on the Internet and you can find so many different faiths. This one does like this. This one calls for you to do like this, to be like this. And many people fall into this false light. Many people have a, they fall into this dark spiritualness. 
many of them realize at a later date that they fell into this dark spiritualness. Satan transforms himself to try to be an angel of light. Many pe- he tries to make himself look like it's so true, so right. But you must remember that Satan is the father of lies. He is a deceiver. He's a liar. And here, then, is where we need the place of light and truth. And also in the scriptures, we see where there's people that come as prophets of, of lies. They can say all the right things. They can look good. They can look right. But unless you really check the way of what they're doing towards what the scripture says, when you do that, you will see that something is not right, it is defected. Then you'll see that this is a false light. I don't care if people would come here and they would heal people free, freely. Or maybe it would be a, a best charismatic type teacher or speaker that there could be. The moment that he does not teach the true word of God, this is a false light. This is not the true light. So many people look for the outward appearance. They look for the power of God, but they don't see the truth. Light and truth go together. In 1 John chapter 1, 1 John chapter 1, I believe this is one of the most wonderful scriptures in the New Covenant. We'll read from verse 5, 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. This is the message which we have heard from him. And declare to you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Verse 6. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But, verse 7, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Messiah Yeshua, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Amen. Fellowship with God goes together hand in hand and works only when we are in the light. Fellowship with one another will only happen. True fellowship will only happen when two brothers, two sisters will truly walk in the light. And true forgiveness will only happen when you are able to reveal yourself or expose yourself completely to God. There is nothing to hide from him. I come to you, God, just like I am. I give you myself. And then there is true forgiveness. Fellowship with one another. It's so important. Especially between us as believers. Connection, a true connection and relationship with one another. Will only happen when we are in the light. God calls us to walk in such unity together with him that the light of who he is will shine forth from us about who he really is. Last week we heard that Pastor David read from Revelations chapter 1 about the menorah. And we read about the seven congregations that John saw in his vision. And we read and saw that Yeshua is between the menorah. And then we see that there's, there was the seven menorot that are the seven congregations. We, as the people here, the congregation of Kehilat Carmel, 
we need to be as a menorah. And each one of us is part of that menorah, part of that light, that lamp, that candlestick. That means we are called to shine forth the way. How will people know about God? They'll see the light. Then they'll know the way. In Matthew chapter 5, Matthew chapter 5 are some scripture verses that are so important. We're in verses 14 to 16. Matthew 5, 14 to 16. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Who's the light of the world? Who is it? We. We are. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. You cannot hide a city that is set on a hill. If you are a believer and the light of Messiah is shining in you, flowing in you, through you, you cannot hide it. You should, people, be able to see it. And we continue to read here, verse 15, Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. We are the light. We are the lamp. Cannot put us underneath the table. You know, according to tradition, the Hanukkah that is lit is supposed to be in the window. And that's the way it was supposed to be all throughout the generations. And when people would walk through the streets, people would be able to see the Hanukkah in the window. And other people would be able to see this Hanukkah lit in the window and they'd say, Hey, these are people who are watching and they are full of tradition and they are watching. They're people who fear God. But if you put your menorah, your light, underneath the table, what kind of witness is this? Verse 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. This is what God expects of us. That we would let the light of Messiah be shine forth through us to the world by the good works that we do. The good works that we do. Now here's the question. And when was the last time that you did a good work or a good deed? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> Think about it for a minute. When was the last time that you wanted to do a good deed? Or you did a good deed? Okay, between each of us here as a body of Messiah, we're used to doing good deeds for each other. But good works or good deeds for the people that are around us outside. Okay, to be a light that shines light to another person that has light, it's okay. Amen. But the light is supposed to be shining forth in a place that's dark. And each time that we have an opportunity to do good, let's not waste it. Because the moment that I do this, not only will I shine forth the light of God, but I'm also bringing glory and honor to the name of the Lord. Let's look and search for these opportunities. And you'll see that each day, you'll see that each one of you has an opportunity to do something good. Let's not be a light or a menorah that is hidden or put under. Let's shine forth the light of the Messiah. Do you know how you know if you're a light? Okay, it's a little bit hard to say of yourself, hey, I'm a light. <laughs> like it's hard to say that you're humble. 
You don't say that of yourself. Hey, I'm humble. Hey, I'm the light of the Messiah. It doesn't work like that. So when somebody else says it about you, it's different. So how do you know when you're a light? When someone who walks in the darkness is close to you, and then he doesn't feel comfortable. <laughs> if he feels comfortable, then we have a problem. The light breaks forth or shines out the darkness. There were times that Pastor Danny remembers he was in the army in uh, reserve duty. <laughs> so Pastor Danny remembers that there were soldiers around him that every other word coming out of their mouth was a, a curse word. Like Pastor Danny was before that. And all of a sudden, he, as a believer in Messiah, all of a sudden he's there, and he he was around all of these people that would say all of these curse words, and he's not going to give you an example of what they said, but you can understand what he's talking about. And so he said to them, listen, guys, I would prefer that you do not speak like this around me. Ah, what are you more holy than us? What do you think? Who do you think you are? So he just he just went away by himself. He didn't hang out with these type of people. After a little while, Pastor Danny would come. They would these guys would be talking about girls or some sort of situation. And then Pastor Danny would sit next to them. All of a sudden they would quit talking. All of a sudden they would change the topic and speak about better things something cleaner, but each time that Pastor Danny came, then their conversation changed. But brothers and sisters, every place that we are, the darkness is not supposed to feel comfortable because through our behavior, they see the darkness that's in them. When you say no to something, and so those of you that are young people here, you know that in the world, they say it's okay to have sex before a marriage relationship. But when you say to them, no, I am guarding myself because the word of God says different. I'm guarding myself. I'm keeping myself from my wedding day. Do you know what happens? They will not feel comfortable around you. Because then you have a different standard set before them. God calls us to shine forth his light. Amen. The world has got to see something different in the children of God. Do you know what is one of the more touchy issues in this world? You and your family. Satan tries to destroy the family unit at every price. But when there is a family, that the fear of the Lord is in them and with them. He sees the love of the Lord between the family members. People come from outside. And maybe they're going through difficult times in their family. You give them hope. Look, they see in you, they say, wow, there's something true in you. Not every married couple has to become divorced in this world. There are healthy families. And I can tell you this. You start to become an example in every area of your life. The light of the Messiah needs to be shining forth in your light. 
Let's turn to John chapter 8. We're going to finish with this verse. John chapter 8. We've already read this verse. Then Yeshua spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. In darkness, there is confusion. There is a lack of hope. There is sin. Satan is trying to rule and reign. But in the light of the Messiah, there is hope. Amen. There is life. You are released and free from sin. You are released from Satan's hold and, and threat and grab on you. He who follows after Yeshua, the light of Messiah will be in him. Pastor Danny felt this morning that some of you need to expose some of these things to the Lord. Maybe some of you need to return the relationship back to the Lord like it should. Maybe some of you are living with a, what you think is a hidden sin. And up until now, you've felt comfortable with this, with the darkness. It takes a lot of courage on your part to come to the light. But when you come to the light, in the light, there is victory. In the light is true release and freedom. Some of you, your witness has become very hidden. You have not been witnesses of the truth like you're supposed to be. This is the opportunity, the time at this Hanukkah, that we put things in proper with the Lord. That we allow the light of Messiah to shine through us. Let's stand. Father, we thank you that you are the hope of Israel. You are the life and the truth. You are the way. You are the way to the Father. Father, I ask that you would guard and come to each heart now that you would reveal yourself to them. There are some people that don't know Yeshua in their life. God is calling you to come to him, to come to his light. You don't have to leave this place the same way as you came in. You, you can leave this place with hope and light of Messiah and his hope. He came for every one of you. It doesn't matter what did you do before that. It doesn't matter what you are. He receives you as you are. And he loves you as you are. So I wanted to give you a chance to come and pray, we can pray with you. We are one big family here. And if you are in need of prayer in those areas, in those things that I mentioned, if you would like to receive Yeshua in, in your life, if you want to uh, bring things in order in your relationship with God, If you want to say to God, God, please make my me a better witness than I was before. Here, the altar of God is available for you. Come, come forward, and we'll pray with you.
you are invited to come.